0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: What is going on, everyone? How you doing? What's up? Welcome to the future. Award winning Talk of Buffalo podcast. I am your host, Patrick Moran. By the way, welcome to episode 300 of Talk Buffalo podcast. 300 episodes in the books now, man. I'm really very excited about that. That's a nice little milestone to have. 300 episodes. Of course, the biggest reason why I've had 300 episodes is because of all of you out there. So thank you for listening. And downloading, subscribing, supporting the podcast, it really truly has meant a lot to me, really does. I'm coming up on today's episode, I'm going to have the owner of 26 Shirts slash co-founder of Bill's Mafia. Yes, that Bill's Mafia, the movement that we all know and love today. My buddy Dell Reed is going to join me. And I'll tell you what, dell has been on the show a couple times, including today. But that's not all. Starting today, Dell's actually going to start being on the podcast every Friday going forward for the foreseeable future. We'll see how that goes. But we're going to call it Dell Friday. Dell Friday has arrived at the Talk Buffalo podcast, and I'm really excited about that. Dell and I are going to talk today about some 26 shirts. Uh, we'll see what's going on in Buffalo. Of course, we'll have Bills and Sabers talk. We'll do that every week. Some pop culture stuff a few regular segments that we'll do each week. That's going to be a lot of fun. Trust me, that's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, I'll have my man Dell on in just a minute. Before that though, I just want to spend two, three minutes here. I need to pound the table for something. I did this on Tuesday and I'm going to be doing this for the next couple of weeks because I want to be sure that the message gets out. By the way, going back to my show on Tuesday, I had NFL insider Benjamin Albright on with me. That was an awesome interview, went over very well. However, I was switching podcasting platforms and the episode kind of got like lost in translation. If you subscribe, if you listen to the show, you know, Tuesday and Friday, there's brand new episodes. Well, Tuesday morning, the episode was not out. Most people didn't end up getting it until Wednesday. And again, that was because I was switching podcasting platforms And that is because Talking Buffalo Podcast is now officially part of the Blue Wire Pods Network. And I am excited as hell about joining uh, Blue Wire Pod. Awesome growing company. It's a great opportunity for me to really grow this podcast and take it to another level. Now, for everyone out there who is listening to this show, you don't have to do anything different, literally anything different whatsoever at all. Tuesday, Friday episodes, those are going to continue when you wake up in the morning on Tuesday, when you wake up in the morning on Friday, if you're subscribed, those episodes will be delivered right to whatever podcasting platform that you're on. You'll wake up, you'll see them. In fact, it goes out overnight. So if you work third shift on Monday or Thursday overnights, third shift, you'll get it right away. That's not changing. Here's what is going to change about this podcast, okay? Going forward, in fact, maybe even starting next week, I'm going to start having some random bonus episodes of Talking Buffalo Podcast. Those could be about anything. Those can be whenever, literally whenever. If I have a guest on and it's something worth doing a show for and I don't want to wait till Tuesday or I don't want to wait till Friday, I might drop a bonus episode on Wednesday or Monday or Thursday or the weekend. And I can tell you right now, my plan is to have at least a handful of those every month, three or four for sure. Um, and again, what those will be about? It'll be about anything with anyone at any time. I also might have an emerge pod I call it emerge pod That's basically when something really significant happens that something I feel like I should put something out right away. So look for those. And again, this goes back to what I said about pounding the table. If you enjoy this podcast, if you like listening, If it brings you some value, all you got to do is one thing. That's it. And that is subscribe. That's it. If you subscribe, you don't have to do anything else because you'll get to Tuesday, Friday episodes. And if I drop a random episode on Wednesday, one week, and then the next week, it's a Thursday random episode, no matter when it is, if you subscribe, you will get that podcast delivered right to your phone or to your tablet, your laptop, whatever it is that you use to listen to these shows. All right, so that's all. Just subscribe, and if you want to rate and review, I consider that a bonus. That helps me, you know, grow the show. I'm very appreciative of that as well. But definitely subscribe, and also follow me on Twitter at pamoran tweets. I'm always on Twitter, tweeting about the podcast, upcoming guests, stuff like that. So if anything's going on with this podcast, you'll know right away. Follow me on Twitter at pamoran tweets. In terms of upcoming shows. Again, I'm going to have Dell on every Friday. Next Tuesday, I'm going to have Jay Skersky from the Buffalo News on. And I'm really looking forward to that for a few reasons. Number one, I like Jay a lot. He's been on the show a couple times. In fact, we had Wings together and taped the show. Great guy, great energy, loves his Corona. But anyway, um, the NFL legal tampering period starts on Monday. The legal. By the time, and we're taping this late into Monday, there might be some Buffalo News going on. We might have reports of a signing or two. Who knows? But anyway, Jay's a great guy to break down anything that's going to be going on, Buffalo Bills related. So that is on Tuesday next week. But anyway, that's next week. Let's get our focus back into today. Really excited to start, again, a partnership with my man, Del Reed on Fridays. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Some serious stuff, some charitable stuff from time to time as well. All kinds of stuff. Del Friday, wait no more. Here it is, conversation with my man, Del Reed. All right. I am joined today by the founder of Twenty Six Shirts, the co-founder of Bills Mafia, one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people, Dell Friday has arrived. My man Dell Reed, what's going on, buddy? How you doing?
0: Hey, man. How are you? It's been a minute since I was I was on your show.
1: It's been more than a minute. (laughs) No, (laughs) I, I I looked it up before uh before we hooked up today. Last time I talked to you. In podcast form. I mean, we talk online all the time. But yeah, last course. time I've talked to you on a podcast was December of twenty nineteen. So yeah, it's been a yeah. it's been about a good uh what what's that, a year or four months? It's been a while and it's kind of funny because the one time that again, we've talked many times, but the one time that we've actually met in person wasn't even in Buffalo. It was down here in Florida. You were yeah. you were you were down here for a show, right? I mean, you were doing twenty six shirts at a at kind of like a this is Buffalo kind of show in Sarasota. I don't remember what it was called, but.
0: Yeah, the annual Everything Buffalo event that they have down in Sarasota. I was down there kind of checking it out and, you know, getting a little bit of a a feel for it and seeing if it was something we'd be interested in doing. And it was a really cool event, you know. It was and, Shoot, man, it's nice to get away from Buffalo in February. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna, it's never a bad thing, so. Yeah, we hooked we up for breakfast.
1: Time. That's right, we hooked up for breakfast. Yeah. We went to a diner. I remember, you know what? I think you got like chicken waffles or
0: I did. I was <laughs> full when we left. I still remember that meal.
1: <laughs> so how's life been, man? How you been? How you doing?
0: Good, man. You know, family is, you know, everybody's healthy and good. And we haven't had too much, you know, drama in that fashion over the past year, really. It's almost exactly a year since the whole, you know, co- coronavirus uh, thing kicked off in, in the world. And, you know, we've been really safe and blessed through the whole thing. So can't complain on that front. You know, my daughter is just getting ready to graduate from high school, which is kind of weird. Kind my of too. I'm old. My yeah, too. Right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. Your son just, uh, your son just, uh, he committed, right? So that's, that's pretty great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it, and man, time flies. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And same to you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So we're taping this on Thursday, like mid afternoon. And I was looking on my Facebook memories. I do that from time to time. And it was literally one year ago on this date, as we're taping this, I had a status up. That was the the day that the NBA suspended the regular season. Mm -hmm. That was the day where Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson um, announced publicly that they had coronavirus. To my knowledge, as far as I can remember, I know the Indiana Pacer, uh, Rudy Gobert tested positive, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what got things going. But Tom Hanks, if I remember correctly, he was the first celebrity to come public anyway, about testing with Corona or testing positive, I should say. So yeah, it was just literally, it was a year ago today, which is funny because I think about it now and I'm like, all right, well, I'm talking to Dell one year later. And it's like, one of the first things I want to tell you is that I got a COVID shot a couple of days ago. It's like, I never would have envisioned a year ago that that would be <laughs> something we'd be talking about. But yeah, I did, I got a my first of two COVID shots. Uh, a couple of days ago, I basically like won the Florida lottery to be able to get it as early yeah. as I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, had a, I, I actually got mine yesterday and I had to drive to Syracuse, which is not a, not, not quite a hop, skip and a jump from Buffalo, but uh, I was on
1: board. I was ready to do it. That they had an opening. So I went. Yeah, same thing with me. So I had to get a note from my doctor. Now I have COPD and usually that sucks. Mm-hmm. But for once it actually paid off for me <laughs> because that's what made me eligible and at least down here, there's um, Publix is a distributor. Publix is like kind of like the tops, you know, of, uh, of Florida. Yeah. So it's like a lottery system in a way. You go into a room and it's like when you're trying to order tickets, you try to get into the room where you could actually buy the tickets. So I waited an hour. I finally, the room opened up and every single time I went to a location, which was close to me or anywhere for that matter, either there was nothing available or the room would open up. But by the time you would select a date and a time to get the shot, it would say the room's closed again. I was about to give up. So after about 90 minutes, I finally found a, a place, a public center. It was in Lakeland, which is almost an hour and a half. And I, God damn, I thought I was taking a long ride to get a COVID shot. You went yeah. all the way to Syracuse. That's even farther.
0: Yeah, it wasn't so bad. It's not that far. It was two hours and 15 minutes. And I got to check out a new restaurant. I always like to try out something new. Even if I'm only in the city for an hour or two, I like to... Experience something new, so it was a fun excuse to literally travel as far away from my home as I have in the past year. <laughs> yeah, right, true, true story. <laughs> you had like a G- if you had a GPS map for you know my location over the past year, like that's definitely the outlier.
1: <laughs> um, did you have any side effects from the shot at all?
0: I've had nothing so far. So far, so good. So we'll see.
1: Really? Well, I didn't get anything bad. Like my my left arm it was sore for a good day and a half, and then the first night. This is a uh, So it's been two days though, it's been 48 hours. I'm I'm hundred percent fine now. The first night I got really fatigued. In fact, I was on the couch watching television and and my wife plays volleyball on Tuesday nights. And that's like her out night, like her and some of the teams, some friends, they go to play volleyball. I have a couple at the courts and then they, you know, go out and they stay out kind of late. Anyway, usually I hear her coming home. If I fall asleep, I was out like a light, like I was out. Did not hear a word didn't hear a paper, didn't hear the door open or anything. I was out like a light until then. It was almost like a sleeping pill, uh, this this vaccine. But anyway, all right, so I want to tell people how like the format loosely is gonna work with us. Lots of random stuff. I got some regular segments that we're gonna hit on every week. A few debuting today. Surely more will come. And one thing that I always want to find time to talk about when I have you on, which again, this is gonna be on Fridays for foreseeable future is your company. I mean, look, obviously we're going to have bills talk a little bit every week too. maybe some stavers. We're not going to stray from that stuff, but 26 shirts. All right. So it's a very popular thing for lots of reasons. Lots of people are wearing your shirts, which I'm sure is always cool. Whenever you run into somebody who might, maybe they don't even know who you are, but Mm -hmm. they have one of your shirts on. I'm sure that's awesome. But behind these shirts, behind the cool designs, And all that stuff is, again, each episode, I just want to spend a couple minutes at some point talking about them and diving into that a little bit. Now, when I read the capsule of what these shirts benefit, almost everyone knows this, but some people may not. A portion of every shirt that you sell goes to a specific cause or a specific campaign, a worthy campaign. Again, most people know that, but not everybody. So for the few who don't, and... Again, actually, just generally speaking, I want to read about this specific one for an example. Um, this shirt benefits the family of Richard Hauser. And the description says, Richard Hauser passed away suddenly on January 29th, 2021, at only 31 years young. His passing was very unexpected. He left behind his wife, Megan, and eight-month-old son, Gunner. God, that's so hard to read. Ugh. Richard went by Ricky Rick into his work buddies, Corporal. He was a corrections officer at both Attica and Gowanda Correctional Facilities. His heart was bigger than most, always willing to give a helping hand with nothing in return. And his silliness always brought joy to anyone he was around. His whole life, he loved children and wanted nothing more than to be a dad. Funds raised will go directly to his son's needs. And his wife, Megan, notes that Ricky would be so happy and proud to know that the community has rallied to help care for his son. Again, tell, it gets lost sometimes in the designs and in the coolness of the shirts that this is what it's really all about. Talk about that a little bit. When you hear something like that or when you get some of these campaigns and they're presented to you, I mean, just being able to help in any way, shape or form, what, what does that mean to you?
0: Man, it's always an honor to play a small, small part in somebody's story. You know, um, sometimes the stories are terrible like this one. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie, dude, it's tough. And, and and that just like like when people say how does it feel when you hear a, a player get drafted and the first thing he d- he does is, you know, tweet Bills Mafia or he signs with the team. And, yeah, it feels great. It feels really cool, you know. And that never gets old. Right. This is on the other end of the spectrum where it just it never gets old. You never get used to uh just the heartache you feel and you know, the sympathy that you have for these families that you help and um I mean that really is why we exist. And you know, it, it sounds a little over dramatic, probably, but I don't care. Put a lot of pressure, you know, uh, on myself to make sure that the stuff that we put out there is something that people feel they absolutely have to have, whether it's, you know, the, the, the cool design. And you mentioned Lord of the Wings, it's just a testament to, to hiring, you know, smart people and people with good ideas. Um, one of our employees actually came up with that idea. She was fighting for it for several months and, uh, it's nice that it's actually doing well, you know, and people like it. So that's really cool. You know. Um but, you know, so whether it's the the pressure, you know, I feel to make sure that the designs we put out are absolutely top notch and nothing ever gets mailed in to the quality of the product. You know, we use like the highest quality shirts and um the customer service, like we gotta make sure that, you know, not to be you know high tension, but you know, we gotta make sure that every customer leaves happy. If they have an issue, we have to make sure that we use that opportunity to make them fall in love with our company because you know us missing a customer in the future just because maybe they swear us off because they have a bad experience that's one thing but that's also like a future eight dollar donation to somebody that we're going to help sure um, that's not going to happen now and so that's i take it very seriously um, in terms of you know our mission and and why we exist
1: yeah i know you do and again you know when you donate to any cause i don't care if it's a dollar, I don't care if it's eight bucks, a hundred, a $1 million, whatever it may be. It never doesn't feel good to help out a cause. But my favorite thing about 26 shirts is that you're kind of, you're killing two birds with one stone because you're helping somebody <laughs> out or you're helping a campaign out that needs it. That in its own feels good. You can have a shirt too, man. Some of these shirts are freaking killer. They look really good. This one looks amazing. And again, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes as well. And I want people to know this. Again, a lot of people do, but not everyone does. You think of 26 shirts and you're like, all right, it's a t-shirt company. They sell some shirts. They help some people out here and there. Well, guess what, folks? Dell opened this, what, in 2013, right? That's when this started, right? Well, you guys have raised over a million dollars (laughs) now. That's freaking absurd. Seriously, that's gotta be, and again, I'm not patronizing you. I'm being very genuine here. That's almost like a pinch me. That's gotta be a pinch me moment to you. I mean, that, that's a lot of money. I mean, again, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of sad stories that you've heard with some of these. You know, you've moved a lot of people, you touch a lot of people, but it, it it has to feel, and you talked about the pressure, which I'm sure is very real for obvious reasons there, but It's also got to feel really good, man, to be able to be at the forefront of something that's helping. And it's a, it's a team effort. And you say that all the time, you're not taking all the credit. It's a team effort, but you are at the forefront of it. It's got to be a really good feeling going to bed at night, knowing that people are being helped directly because you want to be in a position to help people.
0: Yeah. You just said it all, man. I mean, it really is. It's absolutely surreal. I remember when we first started doing this and started to get a little bit of a momentum, people tweeting it at us, like, you're going to raise a million dollars, like March to a billion or all these things. I was like, yeah, okay. You don't even think about it. And then when it actually happens, it's just, it's absolutely crazy to take a step back and, 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 and think about it, you know? Um, But it's, like I said, it's an honor and it's cool to play this role. And like you said, it is a team effort, but it's uh, never not surreal.
1: Right. For sure. And well, let me ask you this too, because I've been told this. I tell people like I've done some shirts with, or some things I should say with twenty six shirts on the podcast. One of your guys has helped me design some of my artwork, my logo, so I have a nice little partnership. I would say with, with twenty six shirts, kind of, you know, I throw you guys some ads through the years. But anyway, my point was this: yeah, people yeah. know that me and you are friends, and I often get from people like, "Well, what can I do in in terms of like?" If something is uh if something's going on with somebody and somebody wants to be considered to be you know for that campaign a future campaign a future shirt like what what does one do to get in touch with you or some somebody if uh you know if they'd like to nominate someone or something for a future campaign?
0: yeah, I would just tell people to email me you know just dell d e l at twenty six shirts dot com It's not the most original email address, but it works. Um, it's funny too, because people have asked that and since we started this in 2013, we've had like a, a waiting list several months long. And so (laughs) it's never been the kind of thing where we've had, we felt we had to go looking for people. So we've always had people waiting, but yeah, I'd encourage people to, you know, give me a, give me a ring, uh, or sorry, shoot me an email at dellat 26 com, and we'll see what we can do.
1: You know what's funny is I remember sitting at that deli or that diner, I should say, in Florida, when you and I were having our conversation, and I remember kind of alluding to the fact that you've become a little bit of a buffalo. I don't know if I, I don't want to say celebrity, but you're certainly a. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> you you are certainly a, and this was even again in 2019. You were certainly a person. I would say you are a well-known buffalo personality at this point, if nothing else. And that's grown even more now. Like, do you ever get a little bit weirded out? Like, I know, obviously, Bill's fans, especially, they know who you are, all of them, pretty much at this point. But even beyond just those fans or those people who are on Twitter, just, I'm sure you get recognized a lot more now than you ever have. Whether, you know, well, it's tough to say because of COVID, so you haven't really had an opportunity to go out and do too much over this past year, but pre that, or I'm sure after that too, you're a, if we're taping this show at Pearl street downtown, or, you know, we're at some brewery or or at the mall, wherever it may be, you kind of, you get that sense that people kind of turn their heads and and looking around more and saying, yo, I, I know who that is. You know what I mean? Has that ever weird you out a little bit? Yeah,
0: I, I, yeah. I don't want to say it weirds me out. It doesn't happen as often as you would think. Um, maybe just you, you know, maybe Twitter kind of skews it to make it seem like it's something bigger than it is. But I have had interactions with people like just in life, and then them tweeting like, I think I just spoke with Del Reed or this, which, whichever. Like, uh, it was uh, we went camping the end of the summer last year, and my wife just, you know shared like the little boy there was like an, an ever with the fact that we were roasted marshmallows and we had an extra bag. So she just said, hey, go ask your mommy if it's okay. And you know, so we gave them a bag of marshmallows. And uh the next day so just <laughs> this person just, you know, randomly shows up to my mention's like, Thank you so much for the marshmallows. I was like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's different. It's not what I expected, but you know.
1: Well and you also get the opportunity to work with people that are uh you know inspiring to you and people that are celebrities in your world and in your eyes and one of them is definitely daryl tally which again going back to the shirts you've had an opportunity to, to collaborate on something with the tallies recently tell people a little bit about that and again i'll put that in the show notes as well
0: yeah yeah thanks so we uh it's, it's really cool like daryl and his wife Jean are just awesome people yep. in general big I hearts love her. yeah um and when we first did a shirt with daryl back in 2014 uh i was coordinating it with with him and janine and janine said can you do sleeves like this people have been asking for years and at that time i was like yeah no that's impossible (laughs) i can't figure that out but you know you fast forward six and a half years and i kind of learned some things along the way and i figured out different ways of doing things i've made a lot more connections in that end of business and everything so finally able to make it happen so years in the making and so it's just it, it's so awesome and there's such good people too you know such good people and you know kind of blessed to be able to call them friends like it's funny we did that I did that interview with, <laughs> with Daryl for Variety Club Telethon uh, a couple weeks ago and I had, I had to go to the WBBZ studios to basically film this zoom call with him and uh, dude, he was so gracious. It took me so many takes to get it right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not my forte. I'm just like, I'm really good at like 140, 280 character blasts on Twitter. But like if you want me to actually speak coherently to a camera and basically lead an interview, uh, that's not my forte yet. You know, I'm working on it. But, uh, but it was funny though. Cause I, w- I would be recording this stuff and the whole time he's laughing and you, you can't, you, nobody else can hear it. Like even the production crew can't hear it just because of how it was wired. Mm-hmm. Um, in my ear. So he's laughing and I keep messing up these takes and he's just laughing more and more. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. He's a great guy, real congenial and all that, you know? Um, but it was cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's certainly surreal. And I, I told them even as we were putting this last product campaign together, just like how, how it's so cool. And, you know, um, yeah, I've had the opportunity to meet lots of players, but he's somebody that I'll always be a Stan when it comes to, because that dude's like, he may not be in the Hall of Fame, but I think, you know, if you speak to any Bills fan that watches He's in our I mean, Hall of Fame. Yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah, in, no he's in he's- our
1: Hall of Fame, without question. He's a great person. And, and yeah, his wife, Jeannie, oh my God, she is amazing. You know, I don't like to classify like her as a, as a Bills wife because that's kind of selling them short a little bit. But when it comes to to that and just personality, she just- She's awesome, man. I really do I'm, I I've been a big, I've talked to her a lot. I've had more opportunities to talk with her more than I have with, with Daryl, which by the way, and she's also an incredible writer too. I wish oh she would gosh, actually yeah, write she, more. Like yeah, yeah.
0: You're not kidding. Like, and you, you said like, it's almost, it's not fair to say that she's a Bill's players wife, you know, right. she is her own person. I mean, everybody is obviously, sure. um, but she's just done. She's been so active, uh, not even on social media, but like you said, like, you know, Professionally, you know, in terms of writing for the Buffalo News and stuff,
1: she is she's great. She's and she's funny, she's, very personal. She's one of my favorite Twitter yeah. follows, too, uh, for sure. All right, so let's kind of transition, and we will spend a little bit of time here talking Buffalo Bills, mainly because a lot of shit's been going on this week, man. Again, so we're taping this Thursday afternoon. I don't know if anything else is going to happen between now and when this drops, and people hear it. Hopefully, Friday morning. But a couple cuts. Um, John Brown got cut. That's probably the biggest one. The Bills saved nearly 8 million on the cap. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I I, obviously it sucks because this is a guy who I think had a lot to do with Josh Allen's development. Not so much even this year, but back in 2019, I mean, the guy had over a thousand yards receiving. He was, he did, he was a good player last year. Different story because of injuries. You know, he only played after the season. He was only healthy for maybe three or four games. But obviously, I, I think I, I don't want to say obviously because I don't know, but I think this is cap related. I think if the Bills were in a better situation with the cap, they probably would have kept him instead of moving on. But anyway, what are your thoughts on uh, the Bills cutting John Brown?
0: I think you're right. Uh, it's most likely cap related. He's definitely. Speed is definitely something that is necessary for that offense. Because while the Bills only lost three games last year, the games they lost, at least in the regular season, it was obvious that he was needed. You know, I think about that Titans game and how him not being able to play, you know, as they say, take the top off the defense, really worked against the the offense. Yeah. Um, but he missed what five games last season, so it's tough. It's tough, but they found a way to 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 win without him. I guess, you know, they're they're probably confident they like the guys they have in the development, and they probably think they can bring somebody in probably for cheaper, and certainly a cap casualty, though, because you have to think. I mean, when you, his rapport with Josh Allen and just the role that he played in the offense, if they could afford to keep him, I'm sure they would. But they probably have a lot of other plans that they need to be able to execute in the uh, the weeks ahead.
1: Yeah, I think this is 100% cap-related, uh, and not to read anything more into it than that. And there, yeah, there's just some situations where because of the cap, they have to let guys go. They have other needs. I mean, they're pro- they're probably going they're they I'm sure they want to resign Matt Milano and and uh Darryl Williams, which by the way we'll talk about them in a minute. But yeah, they got guys they want to resign. They got other holes. They might want to do something at tight end. They might want to do something else on the offensive line. Gabriel Davis did look pretty good as a rookie. Although I hate the comparisons. Everyone just says, yeah. you know, Brown's gone. Gabriel Davis is just going to step in and be the new wide receiver too. Don't always work that way. Gabriel oh, Davis no. is a good player and I like him a lot and he had a good rookie year. But these are different skill sets. I mean, John Brown's the guy—a kind of guy who could hurt you on all three levels of the field. He can get over the top like you talked about. But he's also a good intermediate route runner too. I mean, he made some mm-hmm. clutch catches when he was healthy. And again, in 2019, and he didn't even play the last game. He had over a thousand yards receiving. And uh, yeah, it, it sucks. It hurts. It, it sounds like he did a, an interview on Thursday morning with, I think it was Sirius Radio. And he kind of, he almost sounded like he was blindsided by it, which is surprising because he must not pay much attention to Twitter or uh, at least the local media. Because, I mean, I, I thought that this was pretty widely acknowledged that John Brown was probably going to be cut or restructured at least because of, uh, again, the salary cap, which, you know, in this case, it hurts the bills that this was the year that the cap went down because was a Super Bowl contender and they're going to lose a couple guys, you know? I'm going to miss him, though. He's a good guy. I liked him a lot. Smoke, popular player. I think he's the kind of guy I don't think he's going to have to worry about buying a beer in this town anytime soon. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think it'll be a problem. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then another cut, Quinn and Jefferson, uh, the Bills. To me, this was a little bit more of a no-brainer than John Brown. I think John Brown was a little more of a tougher decision because maybe they could have found a way to extend it. I want to say restructure. You can't restructure him because he was going into his last year, but they could have extended him and uh, then restructured it. But Quinn and Jefferson, six and a half million saved and no dead money. So that was kind of easy. It was going to be him and Vernon Butler. He was okay. With the Bills last year, his only year with the team, he had three sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, but I don't think he made the impact that the Bills hoped for. Now he also, you know, star little tutelay not being there, some guys were moving around, playing a little bit out of position, like he had to play inside more than I think the Bills wanted him to. But you know, hey, what are you going to do? It's just they can't all be winners every free agent signing that Brandon Bean makes, and this one, one, one and done. What are you going to do, right? Just got to move on.
0: Yeah, I I think they're going to be working on that defensive line this offseason. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see where that pans out. But, yeah, you know, every every team has these players that will come in for a year and move on to the next
1: one. Yeah, and Vernon Butler did take a pay cut. It hasn't been reported. As we tape this Thursday, we don't know how much the Bills saved against the cap, but he, he took a pay cut to stay here. And so did Mitch Morse, which that was the big news from uh, Tuesday. I think they saved maybe... Or they he took a two million dollar pay cut or something like that for for this coming season. I like that because I want to keep the offensive line intact as much as possible. But anyway, those are things that have happened this week. There's not really much to break down. It's kind of obvious there. All right, I'm gonna put a pause on the interview that I have going with Dell right here. I have to insert this right at this point because we have some Buffalo Bills related breaking news. Now, Dell and I taped our podcast episode mid-afternoon on Thursday, and at this point in the podcast, we were spending some time discussing Matt Milano and the very high probability that he was going to leave the Buffalo Bills via free agency, go get his bag, as people like to say, somewhere else, and we were spending some time discussing that, how we felt about that, some potential replacements, and just how we felt about the situation. Well, of course, as luck would have it, and in this case, very good luck for Buffalo Bills fans Not even an hour after we had rap tape in. News broke. By the way, Sal Capaccio from WGR, credit to him. He was the first on it. The Buffalo Bills have re-signed Matt Milano. Four years, $44 million, $24 million of that guaranteed, and only about $7 million in cap space for 2021. My first thought, and I'm doing this literally on the fly here, I'm blown away, I'm stunned. I am stunned that Matt Milano resigned with Buffalo without testing free agency. I have resigned myself to not only him leaving the Bills, but I was horrified that he was going to take his talents and end up with a divisional rival like New England, Miami, or the Jets, all of which are in very good salary cap shape. I was very concerned about that. I'm a big Matt Milano guy. And frankly, I hadn't spent much time thinking about him lately because, again, I was resigned to him being gone. But anyway, just wanna let you know, as I'm inserting this into this portion of my chat with Dell, that the Bills did sign Matt Milano. So I'm gonna put this in here, get rid of the stuff that is now meaningless and pointless that we were talking about with Matt Milano. And I'll get back to the interview with Dell. I'll have a ton more reaction to the Milano signing when I have Jay Skirsky from the Buffalo News on with me on the next episode next Tuesday. We'll break that down, plenty more. But anyway, Matt Milano remains a Buffalo Bill, and with that said, back to my chat with Dell. I want Daryl Williams back, and I think maybe that's a little more realistic because the Bills have not had good, sustained good play at right tackle, man, in a very, very long time. And Daryl Williams certainly looked good last year. They just haven't had good play at that position in so long.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, great point. You know, that's a great point.
1: So. And this is why it's fun right now for me as a podcaster and someone who like likes the off season to, to be a Buffalo Bills fan. Because you know what? The big difference now, as opposed to say if we were having this podcast three years ago, is Buffalo is now a desirable free agent destination, I think. And the advantage of having a lower cap, so we already know what the disadvantage is. They already lost John Brown. They're almost certainly going to lose Matt Milano. If they don't sign him before free agency starts, I think he's gone. And Darrell Williams, we'll see. You know, John Feliciano, I should have brought him up too. Who knows? Personally, I think with him right now, I think it might be more of a case of the Bills with all these guys becoming available. Maybe the Bills think that they might be able to upgrade that position. And maybe he's more of a, a fallback plan. But anyway, my point was, they're losing players because of the cap. But the good thing is, there's gonna be a lot of players around the league right now who are released who are gonna be looking for those one-year prove-it deals and then going back into the market because the cap's gonna go back up again. You know, these new TV deals, the cap's gonna go up significantly over the next couple of years. So a lot of these guys might want to hit a one-year deal and show their worth and then hit the market again. In the past, I would have been like, well, that really sucks for Buffalo. Who the hell was gonna come to Buffalo for less money? But now this is a team that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And this is a desirable market for a guy like, uh, you know, I'm throwing his name out there because it's the first thing that popped in my head. Forget the name. You don't got to tell me he ain't signing. But Richie Incognito just got cut for whatever reason. He popped in my mind. Okay. And let's pretend for the sake of discussion, he's a couple years younger. He's the kind of guy who would come to Buffalo because he wants to win. Now, again, he burned some bridges. He ain't never coming back to Buffalo, all right? I can promise you that. It's just a name that popped in my mind, right? Or you know what? Forget I said him. Janoris Jenkins, the corner from New Orleans, just got cut on Thursday. Really talented corner. Got cut because his cap number was like $12.5 million for the Saints. He's a good veteran. The Bills have a need at CB2, or they could certainly use an upgrade, I should say, at CB2. He's the kind of guy that maybe he comes in for one year, signs a one-year, $5.5 million deal, Plays great, goes back into the market and goes gets big money next offseason. Point being is this, Dell. this is a, a desirable market right now where in the past it isn't. Don't you think that's what is one of the cool things right now about being a Bills fan is once you become a contender, guys who want to win instead of just getting paid are going to want to come to Buffalo. You know what I mean?
0: We were just talking about this in the office today, how uh, this is the first offseason in how many years where fans could just be cocky in terms of, free agency and here's a shameless plug uh, by the time this airs we're going to have a shirt that we're selling a special edition that quotes you know, Micah Hyde he said in an interview uh, this week when he resigned uh, his attitude is he would tell people now if you don't want to be in Buffalo don't come <laughs> so we have a yeah. shirt I was going to say that <laughs> but that's exactly how it is like alright you know, you're too good for us that's fine we'll win without you and that's I mean it, I, I've never had so much faith in the coaching staff and front office uh, like I do with this one when it comes to the bills. It's just absolutely fantastic. It matters. Um, It it, matters a lot. It it really, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I, they've done so much just in the past, you know, four seasons since, you know, McDermott and Bean arrived, they've done so much. How can we not just trust them? Like, let's wait until they actually actually, it happens, they fall on their face, and the team underperforms, and they do a terrible job and they've made terrible decisions and it's super obvious until then, like we have to give them the benefit of it out with all this stuff like you mentioned with milano and and Williams and uh you know all the different factors that are going on um I got nothing but trust because they've earned it,
1: yeah, you know, I just hit on one of the big benefits of being a bills fan right now, and that's that free agents out there are going to want to come to Buffalo because it's, it's suddenly a desirable location. And you just hit perfectly on a second big uh, perk of being a Bills fan right now. And and that's the organization has earned your trust. They've earned our trust right now, as opposed to say the Sabres, you know, like say with Matt Milano, if he does walk, Oh, you know, four or five years ago, I might've been losing my shit over that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh my God, they finally get a great player. He's only a fifth round pick. He's one of the best cover Linebackers in the NFL, Eh, this team's always going to suck Now I'm like, all right, well, Brandon Bean's going to figure out something. You know, if Daryl Williams leaves, Brandon Bean's going to figure out something. Is Gabriel Davis a legitimate number two wide receiver? Do they need to go out and sign a Kenny Stills or one of these guys out there? Or are they going to draft somebody? Whatever they do, they've earned trust. Trust is the big, big factor when it comes to being that bridge. Between the fans and the organization. And right now, I feel like the trust between the Bills and the fans is at, well, if not an all time high, it's the highest it's been in a couple decades for sure. Yeah, that's a great point you make because, uh, yeah, you lose good players, but you trust the team that they have a plan and they know what they're doing. As again, opposed to the Sabres who are absolutely freaking clueless right now. Big, big, big deal. I'm going to tell you, though, something. And this is going to be bad news. A lot of Bills fans don't want to hear this shit, but I, I got to tell you, bro, I think they when when this offseason's over, I think the AFC East is going to be pretty loaded. And it was fun beating up yeah. on the Patriots this year. It was fun watching them struggle, if not stink at times. It was fun after 20 years of mediocre or inconsistent Bills quarterbacking to watch Cam Newton out there Sometimes <laughs> there were times where it was like third and nine, and New England just would surrender their possession and run the ball because they did not even trust them to to pass. Bills fans know that feeling way too well. But anyway, <laughs> my, my point is this, though, I don't think we should don't get used to it. <laughs> let's let's break this down a little bit again. I know those people want to hear this shit, but all right, so you got New England, all right. They ain't playing dead again. I feel like they played dead. Don't you feel like and to some extent they sort of played dead last year? They weren't very aggressive in the free agent market. They didn't make any big trades. They didn't draft a quarterback. They settled on Cam Newton, and it was just it was a step back. It kind of felt, last year felt almost too, did, did let me ask you this as a question. Did last year almost feel too easy for you when it came to the Buffalo Bills winning this division?
0: Uh, hmm.
1: Maybe it wasn't designed that way. I
0: don't want to, maybe, I I mean, I'm not arguing with it though. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not hating it.
1: New England wasn't hitting anybody with their best shot. I feel like last year. That's kind of what I'm getting at. A lot of guys opted out too because of COVID, which is not their fault, of course.
0: Yeah. I think they had the most out of any team, didn't
1: they? Yeah, they did. That's what I'm getting at though. Okay. So it's fun to project the bills as a Super Bowl contender and they absolutely are. A Super Bowl contender, but let's well, not write New England off as being garbage again in 2021, because again, they got players coming back who weren't there last year because of the opt-out. They have 68 and a half million dollars as of right now in cap space, which is third most in the NFL. They have a top 12 draft pick, and they have Bill Belichick, who's not young. And I highly doubt he wants to be the head coach of a team that's looking to go five and 11 or. Six and ten of all the teams in the nFL I could see New England potentially being the most aggressive team of anybody this off season i- I'm just i don't know how you feel about well, it, they, but
0: they certainly don't draft well you know they, they they haven't no no so i mean if they're going to rise back towards the top it's <laughs> just if you look at the past you know years. They, they've they've not really had a great draft history, but they've had Tom Brady. So um, if they're going to rise to the back to the top, it's, they're going to have to take shortcuts through free agency. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm I'm more concerned, I think, of Miami than I am of New England next year. But I still like the Bills' chances. I, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but I still like their chances. To, to yeah,
1: the, 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 the Bills are the favorites, and they deserve to be. I'm just saying, New England's not playing dead this year. I I think they're going to be very aggressive. I can see them adding talent. And again, they got $68 million to spend in free agency. I can see a wide receiver. They haven't had a good wide receiver since pretty much since Randy Moss, or at least not an elite one. Kenny Galladay's out there. I can see New England throwing a lot of money at him. I can see New England, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the world, but I can see them making a trade and getting Jimmy Garoppolo back. They're not gonna lay dead is my point. And I also agree with you about Miami. Again, Miami wasn't, they weren't that far off last year. And now they have, And you look at them, they got 24, over 24 million in cap money, which is about five more million than the Bills. Um, You know, they got four picks in the top. They got the third pick of the draft. They got the 18th pick of the draft. They got four picks in the top 50. They got a lot of talent. I mean, they just lost Kyle Van Noy, which by the way, he's already being linked to going back to New England. That's kind of my point. I'm getting at here. Miami is a good team and they're, they're, they're a dangerous team, but much like the Bills, they got a, a young quarterback with a lot of question marks, which is the same thing with Josh Allen, who went going into his second year. Tua's going to have to make some big-time big, big time leaps. That, by the way, is assuming that they don't end up trading for Deshaun Watson, because I, I don't believe for a second Deshaun Watson is going to play for Houston again. So Miami's got the assets. I don't think he
0: will either, but I, I really hope he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was going to say, I know you well enough to say that you're hoping Deshaun Watson's ass don't end up in Miami, because... Yeah, he goes to Miami. That's a game changer. We're talking as as, as a brand new playing field if he goes to uh, the Miami Dolphins. But my point is this. I I think the AFC, and and by the way, the Jets still stink, but they do own, they got the second pick of the draft. Uh, They got $69 million in cap space. And you know how it works, Del. Name me a year where you don't see a team go from worst to first. That's not to say the Bills aren't going to win their division, but there's always teams that suck the year before and come out of nowhere. And then they're good. Shit, man. Two years ago, Frisco went to the Super Bowl. The year before that, I think they were three and 13 and had the second pick of the draft. Just like the Jets right now. You know what I mean? So things can change in the NFL rather quickly. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be an interesting off season just because the teams that are in the Bills division are in better shape cap-wise. For the most part, they have better draft capital. And uh, I still think the Bills are going to be the cream of the crop at least especially on paper when it comes to the AFC East. But the other teams in the division are definitely going to make some noise this offseason. You can be rest assured of that. But anyway, I want to segue into the Sabres for just a minute because you know what? Dell. all the times we've talked, I've never asked you this. What's your level of interest in the Buffalo Sabres?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll be real. I've not really watched too many of their games this season. Good for you. I feel like it's it's a little bit of a fait accompli. Yeah, no, I'm I'm probably 85 Bills, 15 Savers. Maybe that's being a little too generous, but I think um, it's being a little
1: too generous. I I think you're 99.99% <laughs> Buffalo and before, and you vote for the Savers because you are like the Buffalo guy. Like what I think Buffalo. There's not too many people, and when I hear the word Buffalo, I don't think Del Reed. You know, so I I think you're more Buffalo than Savers. To be honest with you. Because they stink, and I don't blame you, by the way. I mean, they yeah, everyone on, sleep over it, right? So, you know, I'm everyone not, on like, that team, everyone on that team except Sam Reinhardt, pretty much stinks. There's your Saber season in a capsule right there. Everyone except Sam stinks. Jack Eichel's hurt; he may be done. Who knows? He he may be done forever in Buffalo. We'll see how that plays out if he misses the end of the year, the off season. But again, Dell, we're taping this mid Thursday afternoon. Sabres are dead last 31 teams in the NHL. They're dead last in points. They're winless in eight straight going into the Thursday night game. They've won six out of 24 games this year. It's 24 times. They've taken the ice and they've won six.
0: Yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, they I don't want to call myself a, I don't, I don't want to call myself like a fair weather. A Sabres fan. Um, Cause I follow, you know, I'll follow the headlines and I'll watch games, you know, if the opportunities arise or whatever, but, when they're winning, man, it's it's, it's such a
1: fun sport. <laughs> like, That's what makes it enjoy, so pissed. Absolutely.
0: You're right, isn't oh, it? It's,
1: it's so annoying.
0: I, I, I watch these videos. I enjoy football more, but I recognize that Hockey's more fun to watch. But for some reason, I enjoy football more. So, yeah. I, I wish they'd get good again because yeah, that would be that'd be, that'd be.
1: I know. Nice. Exactly. I know you remember the days where they were good. I know you watched the videos and... People would be outside watching the games on the TVs because it was so packed and it was the playoffs and it was sold out, but they were showing it on, you know, live circuit TV. It was awesome. They just Sabres fans. I feel so bad for them. I really, truly do. I mean, we kind of went through it for 17 years with the bills, but that was different. The bills were just like mediocre. You know what I'm saying? For most of those 17 years, you know, it's just like, well, the same old story with the bills. You kind of knew what you were getting. The Sabres, on the other hand, this team quite literally tanked. They spent two years tanking for one player, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel, not counting this year because, again, he's been hurt. I'm sure he's pissed off and frustrated. And who knows? Maybe he's mentally checked out at this point. But anyway, my point is Jack Eichel has been as good as we could have hoped for through for his first five years. He's given you everything he wanted. They lucked in to win the lottery a second time. Actually, they didn't win the lottery with Eichel. He was the second pick. They lucked the getting Rasmus Stalin. They won the lottery. He's supposed to be a generational talent. (laughs) It's not happening, and it's frustrating, and I can't, and again, I'm a Sabres fan to an extent, but I am a fair-weather Sabres fan. I'm not going to lie to you. The diehards, I feel so bad for them because it's just got to be so mind-numbing, frustrated to root for a team that's not only not good, They're not going anywhere anytime soon, and you know that. The Bills, to me, I always had season to season hope. I ain't got no hope with the Sabres. I think that's the biggest difference between the two teams.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's it stinks, you know. Um, And you want to think that there's a a a quick fix, and who knows, stuff can happen. Maybe they trade for Danny Briere and they pick up
1: Chris Drury again.
0: You know, like another version of that or something. (laughs) Who knows? But (laughs) he wouldn't come here. I'm not
1: playing in Buffalo. They might not. Oh. <laughs> and
0: what, a spe- what a special time that was back then, Like you know, not to get into the whole reminiscing, but that was so awesome. Because like, Buffalo loves its sports, and when the teams are good, it comes alive, and that's true as much for the Sabres as it is for the Bills. It's just that I think when the Sabres aren't doing as well, they don't resonate as much in the community as when the Bills aren't doing as well, if that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. It makes a ton of sense. And let me tell you something, as somebody who's been living in Florida for the last five years, I know fair-weathered fans when I see them, trust me. I think fans are just checked out right now because they're just sick of the bullshit with this organization. And I don't think they have any commitment to, to doing anything. It's just, uh, it's, it's just so frustrating, Del. It, it really is, man. And now that you, you know what? I wasn't thinking about the old Sabres team. So you brought that up now. I'm pissed off again.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird, um, it, it's such a weird spectrum thing for, for Buffalo fans to deal with right now. Cause you have the, you have the bills who are just, right on the cusp of going to the championship game. And then you have the savers who are on the cusp of maybe winning as many games as the bills won their whole season. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's it real. It's really polar opposites. It, it's, it's something else. All
1: right. So before we get out of here, I am going to debut, like I said, a couple segments. These will be weekly things that we do. Uh, same thing every week. One of them is going to be fun with polls. Now what that is, is throughout the week, I slap up a couple polls on Twitter. People vote for them. I'll share the results on this podcast, and then I want to get your take on them. Um, let's go. I, I got two here for this week. One was I put up a poll asking people they could pick one player for from the past in their prime and put them on the 2021 Buffalo Bills. And the four candidates were Will Wolford, Cornelius Bennett, Antoine Winfield, and Aaron Shobel. I thought this would be really close. The winner, according to the fans, with almost fifty-six percent of the vote was Cornelius Bennett. He was first. Shobel was second at twenty-two and a half percent. Antoine Winfield third at sixteen point two. And Will Wolford was dead last by a lot, and only five point four percent. What do you think about that? Let me get your take on that. So if you could take one of those guys right now, their skill set in their prime put them on the 2021 bills that would help them right now. Who would you take?
0: I think I echo those sentiments, except Will Wolford, I think I'd put three instead of four. But that said, like I I think that people just don't remember how good Will Wolford was. Thank you. I not
1: believe He was, I, I he believe was a it.
0: really good tackle. That's why he didn't play for the Bills, because the Colts mapped him up and made him a Very rich man, especially for that time. Maybe there's a
1: lot of young fans who voted, Dell because to me, he might be the best offensive tackle in Bills' history.
0: Now, that said, I mean, the play of Josh Allen allows for, you know, his ability to extend plays, and you want to get into that. True. You know, CB2 for the Bills, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of a revolving door a little bit. Um, They've had good pieces in play, you know, but it's like maybe people want that stability. But I think this just shows that people's focus really is on the front seven and being able to stop players like Travis Kelsey <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, you know because really that's that's what's needed, and maybe maybe that's something that you know biscuit would be able to to help out with
1: well, I'll tell you this, if it was my pick, I would have struggled, I think I probably would have ended landing on Bennett, but I'm Baffled that Will Wolford only got 5.4%. Again, that well, makes me know, think that a lot of. Line
0: people, boring, you know, offensive line is boring. You know, offensive line is boring, but he's really good. I, I just think it's a total recency bias thing. Um, he's not on Twitter. He's not a well known Bills personality. Um, and if you didn't watch the early Super Bowl years, then you have no idea who Will Wolford is.
1: Well, he Will Wolford is a former guest on the Talk of Buffalo podcast, but yeah, you're 100%. <laughs> You're 100% right. I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm not surprised by the result, but Antoine Winfield only got 16.2. You can make a strong case that he's one of the best. He's certainly one of the most physical corners in Buffalo Bills history, maybe one of the best. Um, that'd be a nice addition, too. Him and Trey White, that would be a lot of fun to watch them two playing together as well. I don't know. I just thought it would be a, a fun question. All right, moving on. Here's the second one. And this is regarding t shirts. I said, do you hang up your t-shirts? And by the way, this was inspired from a 26 shirts tweet. And I put that in the the poll t-shirts, hang them up or fold them and put them in your dresser. The results, 73.3% said they fold their shirts, put them in the dresser. And 26.7% only said that they hang them up. What do you do? Now, actually, I know what you do, but not everyone saw your tweet. You kind of. You're yeah. cheating here a little bit because you're doing a little bit of both. But like, what's That's, what, what, I your do, on That's that? what I do That's what
0: I do. I hang dry them because God forbid any t-shirt shrink at all. You know, um, no matter what t-shirt you purchase, if it says pre-shrunk, it's going to shrink if you dry it on high heat. Just a little pro tip for anybody listening. But I'm always paranoid about my laundry and everything, so I I hang almost almost everything. But um, but I always hang dry and then I'll, I'll fold them and put them in the drawer.
1: <laughs> See, I went over two on these polls, like. I'm in the minority because again, I would have strongly considered voting for Will Wolford. He couldn't even pull 6% and I'm one of those 26.7%. Now, maybe it's because I'm fortunate. Like I live in a complex where we have this big ass walk-in closet, so I got a lot of space, but yeah, I, I take all my t-shirts, even the ones that ain't that good. And I, I don't barely, the only t-shirts that are in my dresser are like kind of gym shirts, gym, gym t-shirts, I should say, or shirts that I really don't give a shit about. Like any shirt that I would wear, if I if I was going out to to grab a bite with you, any t shirt that would be on my body, if I care enough to put it on my body to go out for me and you to go grab a bite or go grab a beer, is going to be hanging up on a in my dresser on a, on a hanger. Anyway, over two. Well, if I me. could,
0: I would. I, I would if I could, but like I, I'm like in some little, you know. 1,300 square foot <laughs> like closet spaces at a premium, bro. And, well, um, dude, my, I'm share, in a smaller, I'm in a smaller, my wife.
1: So <laughs> I was going to say, I'm in a smaller apartment than that, but like the closet is like a third of the whole apartment. They want to make it look appealing. So That's they safe. just give you the biggest walk-in closet ever with the tiniest little freaking apartment. Um. Anyway, so I got two more things here. This we're calling, I was today's years old. And basically this is just something that over the course of the week that we learned that, we didn't have any idea about before. Something that probably most, if not everyone else, knew, but we didn't. Let me. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
0: Uh, I'll go first. I learned that uh, having a pinched nerve sucks. <laughs> 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 I don't think I've ever had one of those before. Elaborate.
1: I've
0: been, oh, i been. I woke up uh, last Sunday. I, you know. So, but almost two weeks ago now. With just, you know, actually, I, thought, I woke up fine, sitting on the couch, having a coffee, and all of a sudden I had this pain in my neck um, that just progressed worse over the day. Long story short, it just turned out I had a pitched nerve, but it's, it's been awful dude, it's still bothering me now. So I've been living off mineral ice and ice packs and ibuprofen. But man, condolences to anybody that. Is dealing with that right now, or has ever had to deal with it? Because that is that is debilitating. I feel maybe it's just me being forty five. Like I'm just getting old, and I'm supposed to be in pain at any given moment, any given it part is. of my body. But man, I'll take a pass. I'll pass on that. <laughs> all
1: right, mine was I was today's years old when I found. A, all right, so last Friday night, my wife and I, she convinced me to binge watch WandaVision, and I know you're a, a WandaVision fan. I had put it off. I don't know why. I just, it wasn't something that interested me. Frankly, I can't remember what it is. I thought it had something to do with, for whatever reason, Star Trek or something like that. So I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but then she told me it was MCU stuff. It's okay. Well, I've seen those movies. You know, I, I'm not a fanatic, but I enjoy them. So I watched them the first step. And I'm not going to give away spoilers because it's still too new. It started out slow and different than what I thought it was going to be. But then it really ramped up. That's, Probably the only guy I could say without giving any spoilers away. But anyway, I was fascinated by Wanda. Now, I, again, I had seen her in the Avengers movie. I, I knew who she was, but I had never really paid that much attention because of all the other people in the movie. WandaVision was about Wanda and Vision. So obviously I was much more locked in. And I was just blown away. I was fascinated. I thought, by the way, I thought that series was amazing. Literally binged all nine episodes on that Friday night. Start to finish the whole series. Um. Anyway, I'm today's years old when I learned that um, Wanda is Elizabeth Olsen, who is the younger twin sister or the young sister of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I had no earthly idea. I only knew that because I looked up on the cast. I'm like, oh, this woman's amazing. What else has she been in? I looked it up on the name and I was like, whoa, it said sis. I was like, holy shit. I never knew that. <laughs> it seems like everyone else did because when I put that on Twitter, people were making fun of me left and right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, welcome to 2012 or whatever, right? So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're a huge yeah, MCU fan, it, right?
0: Oh my gosh, dude. I toyed around with doing a, a creating a podcast which is just strictly talking about Marvel movies because I'm a huge nerd when it comes to that, but um yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty into it. But yeah, mm. so I think part of the thing with not knowing that she is the the sister of the Olsen twins is because when you think of the Olsen twins, you think of like little kids, right? And then yeah. when you find out she's the younger sister. It just kind of like a little bit of a, a mind job. You're like, wait, what? She's, but so she's I think hot. that might be part of it.
1: <laughs> <It's> gorgeous, <laughs> man. And awesome actress too. I, I just, I could not believe it. And then it made me feel old. Cause then I'm like, all right, she's the younger sisters. So that means Mary Kate and Ashley are older than this woman. I'm like, Holy shit, man. It just completely blew my mind. And I had, no earthly the idea uh, whatsoever. All right, last topic here. This is the Dell Fab Five. Pretty self-explanatory. Your top five of something will have a different topic each week. I, I kind of want to mix it up. And again, this ain't really all about sports. This definitely ain't about sports. This week it's the Dell Fab, Del Fab Five chocolate bars, man. What are your top five chocolate bars?
0: It's funny because you know that anybody who listens to the whole podcast. This is what they're going to talk about with this little tag at the end. Oh, of course,
1: <laughs> always. The most you could risk. have you could do the most research. You could have the best bills takes. You could provide the best context and the best info. And ninety percent of the feedback I get back is because somebody will say whatever their favorite candy bar is or some shit like that. Yep. I always,
0: yeah, yeah. So I came prepared. I've got my list. Number one, Hershey's chocolate bar. The just gold standard you know Mm -hmm. just nothing fancy nothing over the top it's just it's it's perfect it's probably my favorite okay um number two butterfinger because butterfinger it's just it's amazing I'm, i'm so lucky um so blessed that they don't sell those in the little cafeteria that they have downstairs in our office building anymore because I was crushing. <laughs> <laughs> when I, could, when I could just walk down two floors and there was like a whole display. that just had butterfingers in it. Like they finally got rid of it and put something healthy in there. I was like, man, so but it's, <laughs> it's great that I'm not consuming those like I used to. So big butterfinger fan, a uh, hundred grand. That's a good one. So, mm-hmm. A bit of a dark horse. People don't think of that too often. Um, I'm big fan of that. Number four is what call it, just because it's so, I'm, I'm gonna make number four. I'm doing top six because I have four and five going to tie. tie. I'll, I'll let you add because yeah. it's the
1: first do doing. It. I'm gonna let you add that fifth place. Yeah, tie. sure.
0: <laughs> a zero bar. Have you ever had one of those? It's like a white chocolate, like weird.
1: I've it's heard really of it. Weird. I've, I've only heard of had it. it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never had it though.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's like this. Okay. So just to, so I don't upset the top five, we're gonna give that. We're gonna give zero bar an honor, honorable mention just because it's kind of obscure. You don't see it everywhere. It's pretty okay. good. Um. So your McCall is number four. Number five is Mounds. I'm a huge coconut fan. So hmm. anytime you can mix up coconut, sugar, and chocolate, it's a good thing.
1: Okay. I only have one of your selections in my top five, and it was at number okay. two. So I got I got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's that's always going to be number one for me. I, that goes back to literally being a little kid. I remember my – in fact, that goes back to my dad. I remember being a little kid, and my dad would always on, on his nightstand have Hershey's Reese's peanut butter cups, and he would be eating them. I love them as a, all the way back as a kid. So that's one. Two is Hershey's, the classic. Is like you said, I, I I love it. Three, I got Kit Kat. Four, I got Snickers, and five. I'm telling you, I regret this because of one of your choices. I have listed as five, three Musketeers, but when you said Butterfinger, instantly the 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 the, the chills went through my body because I I did like Butterfinger <laughs> a lot too. I just forgot about him, man. I, I really did. I probably would have put Butterfinger instead of uh three musketeers. Side note too. You listed whatchamacallit. That's my wife's number one candy bar.
0: Yeah, no, she's she's not wrong. It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. <laughs> I was gonna I was really gonna throw you a loop and put Twizzlers in there because when I'm in the candy aisle at the gas station, man, Twizzlers, that's always tempting. <laughs>
1: All right, everyone, give Dell a follow on Twitter at Dell Reed. And again, I'm going to put links in the show notes for all the 26 shirt stuff. And again, this is a weekly segment we're going to do. Tighten it up over the next couple of weeks. We'll add some segments. We'll get some stuff together. But anyway, a good start. I love you, bro. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. It's always a, a big thrill to have you on, man. Thanks for doing it.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate the invite, man. I'm looking forward to doing this.
1: All right, boys and girls, that is going to do it for this 300th episode of Talking Buffalo Podcast. Very big thank you one more time. Del Reed. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Del Reed. Check out 26shirts.com. I just continue to be blown away by the work that Del and that whole crew does, man. Awesome shirts, really cool to wear, but beyond that, you're really helping a worthy cause out every single time you buy one of those shirts. Remember that when you're thinking about what kind of shirt you want to purchase. And remember that when you see someone else wearing a 26 shirt, remember that they're helping people out just like you. So again, 26shirts.com. Big thank you, Dell. Coming up on the show next week, Jay Skirsky from the Buffalo News. We'll talk Buffalo Bills. There may be moves to report and discuss and analyze. By that time, we'll see. But anyway, Jay's always a good conversation. Guys, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, stop waiting. 300 episodes and you ain't subscribed yet, seriously? go do that right now. We're available on all the major podcasting platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of them. Subscribe and new episodes on Tuesday and Friday. And any random episodes that we do will get delivered right to your phone, your tablet, your iPod, your iPad, whatever the hell it is that you use. It'll be right there for you, right at your fingertips. So subscribe, follow me on Twitter, at Pamoran Tweets. I'm constantly tweeting out stuff about the podcast, sports stuff, pop culture stuff, bannering with fans. It's a lot of fun. I'm always on Twitter, at Pamoran Tweets. Thank you so, so much for listening. 300 episodes, man. You guys are still tuning in. I'm so grateful and blown away by that. I know how many great shows there are out there. So you're locked into this one. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it may be. Man, can't thank you enough. I'm so happy. So thank you so much. Have a good, safe weekend. I'll be back with a brand new show, Jay Skersky, next Tuesday.